Welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. You know, I ask myself that question all the time. What am I really like after the show? I'm very quiet. I'm very reserved. I'm not loud. I'm not sarcastic. Anyways, welcome back for another fun episode here of In the Life of Sean Powers. Well, you know, I wouldn't be Sean Powers, and if I wasn't, then I wouldn't be here. So I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, welcome into another beautiful podcast day. And uh, today we're going to pick up on our 80s talk. We started talking about uh, last time on the podcast. Um, You know, the early 80s, my early recollection of 80s, and we started talking about how I got into radio a little bit, and we started talking about the music that got me into it and a little bit of my influences and, uh, you know, what I liked in the 80s, uh, in the 80s genres now the cool thing about the 80s is it uh, you know i know pretty much the entire decade uh chris bachman talks about it here at the station all the time about how i'm just uh, i'm just i'm just this the savant looking guy over here and i've just i've got a plethora of knowledge of music he'll go like the other day he was uh he was on the radio and he goes new edition cool it now what year and i'm like 1984 mca records i just i hit it like that you know or he's like uh-huh take on me i'm like warner brother records 86 and <laughs> so he's just like dang dude and he's looking at stuff up after me to to make sure that i'm i'm pretty accurate and yeah, 99.9% of the time, I'm pretty accurate. I mean, the 80s was my decade. You know, I grew up in in the late 70s. Uh, I was born in, I'll even, say, I'll, I'll even tell you guys, I was born in 1974. So I was like six in 1980. I was nine in 83. And that's, 1983 is really when I started to get into music altogether because a DJ buddy of my mom and dad's, Larry, he was stashing his records in our basement. He had a ton of, he had like a million albums and a million 45s. He had reel to reel, cassette deck turntables 45s albums you name it microphones mixing consoles um he had eqs you know he had the big speakers he had it all and it was all stashed in our basement and you know at night when everybody would go to bed i would sneak down in the basement at, at the age of nine and i would pull out records i remember pulling out to the arrhythmics on rca records the uh, here comes the rain again I fired up the music, kept it down low, though. You know, I had to keep it low because upstairs everybody could hear me. But yeah, we're talking like in the middle of the night, and I would sit there and listen to the rhythmics. I listened to stuff from like the Ramones. I, t- I listened to stuff from like Bob Seeger. Uh, I, I, you know, and I pulled out all of a sudden, and then I put them all back, and I did not leave fingerprints because Larry knew if somebody was touching his records, he knew if they had fingerprints on them. Uh-uh, I, I had gloves on, <laughs> believe it or not. I was very, very careful in that respect. But 80s is such an eclectic decade for great music. And I'm talking from all kinds of different genres. Nowadays, if you turn on a radio station, <clears throat> most stations, you know, they're they're segmented. You know, back in the day, top 40 radio, back in the 80s and rock radio, it was just that. Rock radio was all rock. And uh, top 40 radio was pop. You had the rock. You had the rhythmic stuff. You had it all going on there. Um, you had the dance stuff, which, which falls under rhythmic. But you had all these different genres, and it was, it was all top 40. Nowadays, top 40 is one genre. It, it pretty much seems like that, you you know, do you hear a lot of rock and roll on like a rock, good rock and roll on top 40 radio these days? No, you really don't. You hear a lot of rhythmic. You hear a lot of pop. And that's that's basically what you get these days. And then, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, radio stations started to split off their 
formats. You know, I, I never heard of a format called uh, called Hot Adult Contemporary until I joined Steve Marshall in 1998 or 99 at Star 105 Radio in Toledo when he was programming it there. And I was like, Hot AC? What is Hot AC? It was a cross between the adult contemporary, the soft stuff, and, of course, Top 40, but it didn't have the rap in it, but it had the fun in it. And Steve brought fun to the radio station. So, but let's go way back even before that in the 80s. You had Madonna on the radio. You heard, you know, you could hear Madonna back to back with Def Leppard, back to back with Janet Jackson. You know, so you you would cover all you would cover all three of those bases. You'd hit the rock, you'd hit the pop, and you'd hit the rhythmic stuff. And I thought radio was so awesome back then. And then you had the wuss rock, and then you had the wuss stuff. You know, uh, in my opinion, this is just my personal opinion, but wuss rock would probably constitute stuff like uh, to me, White Lion, Wait, and uh, When the Children Cry. That's kind of me too. That's wuss rock. Uh, let's see who else. Um, Rick Springfield, great artist, great music, but to me, that's kind of wuss rock. Um, but I used to listen to that kind of stuff. Paul Carrick, Don't Shed a Tear. More pop mainstream, but uh, that's the kind of stuff that I listened to growing up, and that's the kind of stuff that I really, really you know, zoned in on. And then uh, at probably about 86, 87, I started to go a little bit deeper, and that's when I started really getting into the, the early 80s rock scene, you know, like Kiss and uh, you know Judas Priest. I was listening to some of that uh, back in the day, and I was listening to uh, Black Sabbath and some, you know, uh, not Metallica, they were now, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, um, oh gosh, there's there's just all these artists are going through my head here. Quiet Riot, thank you. Scandal Warrior, um, you know Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. You know we're talking early Pat Benatar, or, uh, late or early '80s Pat Benatar. So all of this stuff was like starting to creep into my head, and then I really I I really like that from like '85 or '86 to like '87, and then '87 into '88 I got into like whatever was playing on the radio. You know one of my favorite songs is "Don't Disturb the Screw" by the System from. 1987, and and I can still remember the record label, Atlantic Records. Um, Tiffany, uh, she had I Think We're Alone Now, MCA Records, 87, same year. So, like, 86, 87, I was really getting back into the into the pop scene. 84, 85, I was more into the rock, you know, the early 80s rock scene stuff. And, uh, you know, then the, you know, then the real pop started coming out. Bon Jovi came out. Um, and I remember when Runaway came out in, like, 83, 84. I remember when uh, radio stations would play it. I remember when radio stations started playing compact discs, okay? 1987 in Toledo, Ohio, uh, we we had a station there called 92.5 WMHE, uh, which I don't know it stood for the owner of the station. Uh, but that was a top 40 station in Toledo back in the back in the mid 80s. And I remember a guy by the name of Paul Byler was the DJ, the overnight DJ. And Paul was on the radio and he goes, and for the first time ever, here is a here's a Bon Jovi song. And it was uh, Never Say Goodbye. It's 1986, 87 era. And uh, Mercury Records. See, I know. I know. Anyways, um, so. He played it, and he goes, and this is the first song you're hearing on our station in compact disc stereo. And I was like, what? I was like, compact discs? What are those? And see, and that's when I learned about CDs and stuff. But anyways, uh, yeah, the music, though, was just so awesome. It was – the music was – wasn't uh, you know we didn't have a lot of politicized political music. You had Bruce Springsteen, you had U two, you had the artists out there that were political, but the music wasn't political. It wasn't talking about you know who's in the White House, who's this, who's that, who's that. Uh, like unlike some of the songs they have now, and the way that some you know people are you know advocates for either side of the aisle. However, the music was so great, and. 
I just, you know, the memories were there. And again, if you did not grow up in the 80s, you're going to be like, yeah, I really, I, I wasn't there. I didn't experience it. But if you grew up or you're old enough in the 80s, you know, you have experiences listening to these songs. You know, do you remember the first, you know, the first time you heard Billie Jean from Michael Jackson? And I saw it for the first time on that video on MTV when they had the 25th Motown Awards show. And he did the moonwalk on there. And people went, uh, you know, April. Oh, my God. They went, people went crazy over that. They seriously did. It was it was really good. Um, I also remember when the Jacksons went on tour with the Victory Tour in 84. Um, you know, but I remember where I was. And you remember where you were. Authority song from John Mellencamp. Where were you when you first heard that record? I was sitting in my room spinning 45s, listening to 92.5 radio, trying to emulate the DJs in my little home studio and dude I I have I have a bunch of cassettes at home where I have a little you know little air checks which is sound clips of me talking and my voice was all like hey hey, hey." I also did a commercial called uh for challenge cup go-karts in Toledo that wasn't it was a real commercial script but it never made it to the airwaves but it was me and my little squeaky voice maybe I'll showcase that sometime here uh, on the show my buddy David Nisley uh, helped me put that together but uh, anyways back to the music though the music was just so great Danny Wilson you know one hit wonders I and I'm really I'm really in tune with like one hit wonders uh, and I'm really into I mean I mean I'm tuned to a lot of it but I'm really in tune to like the one hit wonders uh, you know you've got uh, you know like Scarlet and Black in 88 on Virgin Records you don't know the way I feel inside uh, I love Cinderella I love don't know what you got till it's gone uh, they weren't one hit wonder but uh, pretty close um, you know Giant Steps Another Lover Strange But True by Times Two uh, Michael Morales Who Do You Give Your Love To from 89 um, I'm trying to think of some more right off the top of my head of course then you have all the early ones you know, early 80s like Devo Whip It and you know you've got uh, Come On Eileen the one hit wonders uh, so you, you've got a lot of those from that that era you know greg Kinband jeopardy which actually he had more than one hit but he was technically known as a one-hit wonder on the uh, on the radio side back then and uh you know but i you know the, the one-hit wonders really really got to me jermaine stewart we don't have to take our clothes off from 1986 and then he had a follow-up in 87 called say it again which was pop radio and it was like one of those songs that you just go what the heck is this but i remember these types of i remember these songs i remember where i was when i first heard these songs um i'm trying to think madonna was i mean madonna was like she sticks way out uh you know in the forefront michael jackson you know you've got uh the rock of uh, like def leppard and um I'm trying to think some of the other rocks of Poison. I remember when Poison came out with Talk Dirty to Me, and I was a junior. I was in a junior high at the time, and I remember hearing it for the first time at the skating rink. It was a couple skate. Uh, I was just after a couple skate, and they came on and go, "Here's a new one from Poison. Come on, everybody, let's let's get on the floor. It's an all skate." And everybody got out and, and, and skated to that. So, um, man, I, this ADC, I, I you know, ten minutes into this podcast, I'm like, man, I could just I want to go on and on and talk about how exciting the '80s music, the music of that you know that generation was uh you know the uh, the, the great music that i really love was like uh, crowded house don't dream it's over uh i remember my coach bought me that 45 uh because he said hey if you hit a home run my baseball coach said hey, if you hit a home run today at the game i'm going to take you to the record store after the game and i'm going to buy you any 45 that you want and i was in hog heaven at the time 45s back in those days dollar 79 two bucks maybe tops and so I hit a home run, and he took me to the record store, and he bought me the record. Sure enough, man. And I still have that 45 to this day sitting in my garage uh, in the in the little Peaches and Records tapes uh, bins that I had from my 45. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk more about 80s. Chris Spockman and I are, are developing uh, a music one, Soundtrack of Our Lives is what we're going to call it, and we're going to start a music one here in the month of May of 2022. So get ready for that. I got to get out of here for now, you guys. Thank you very much for listening to me, Babylon. Hey, I appreciate it. Share this with people. Tell other people 
cool about this podcast. Go ahead and share this podcast with your friends, your family. Have them listen to it. Take you back to the 80s. Relive some memories. Drop me a note. Drop me a line. Uh, Sean, S-H-A-W-N at W-C-Z-Y dot net. And let me know what you think of this podcast, right? And then share it with people and, you know, hit me up on Facebook or whatever. And let's talk music. We'll have more episodes coming your way very shortly. But for now, I'm out. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.